What up? Welcome to the DFOD. I'm your host, Mary. And I'm Matthew. And this is episode number two, You Lucky Dog. Yes. <laughs> Do you have thoughts already? Uh, no. Do you know well, anything about this film? Okay, here's what I know of the film, which is how we're doing this. Um, I'm assuming it's about a dog. <laughs> uh, th- that's a true. lucky dog, hopefully. <laughs> um, I know it has Kurt Cameron in it, who is a divisive figure, I'll say. Okay, yeah, well, prob- problematic, as we Tumblr tweens call him. <laughs> Are you the Tumblr tween? I was. Uh, um... I kn- but I know he's in it. I think he's like the main kid. And um, that's all I knew until about two days ago when our researcher was talking to us about the films okay. and slipped that it was a courtroom drama, which I wasn't expecting. There are lawyers involved. There are definitely lawyers involved. Yeah. I'm assuming it's not like that dramatic. I'm assuming it's mostly like a nonsensical farce. If you will, I think farcical is the right approach. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I think farcical is the right mindset to have it. Uh, no, it's not. A few good men. Uh, we're probably a gonna. A few good men's a courtroom drama. A lot of it, the end of it, the whole climactic scene is in the courtroom. It's all about two marines on trial for. Anyways, <laughs> you lucky dog. I'll tell you about that film that you also apparently have not seen. That was Grandpa Fred's favorite. Our Grandpa Fred's favorite film. We're brother and sister, by the way. We <laughs> never mentioned this on this podcast. I don't know. I feel like you could get that, like just by context clues. There's probably saying some... our Grandpa Fred is like we're either cousins or we're siblings. Okay. <laughs> so I have seen you, Lucky Dog, a, cl- a great film. I will show you. Okay, you the show cover me the poster live on air. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> This cover art is a uh, Kirk Cameron and a dog <laughs> popping out of a TV of the Disney Channel logo with three people screaming in the background. Um, on the I'll be real with you. Number one, he's older than I thought he was. I thought he was a child star. Number two, he kind of looks like Tom Hanks in that photo, like a nineties. There's Tom vibes Hanks. there. Yeah. Um, like in that one bad film he made before he they made good films ways. with dogs. Um, you know the the dog Tom Hanks film. Sure. Yeah um i've never seen it but i feel like it's bad um but i thought he was like not gonna be an adult in it so that's weirder he's like young and the people there appears to be no children in this film based off the poster so that's yeah that's roughly what i recall i also do not recall there might be a child but rough um (laughs) rough rough Are we doing dog puns? Should we it be doing was dog unintentional. No. Um, but I'll say, the, the lady screaming in the middle, I bet she's like the rich old lady of the house that's behind them on the poster. I bet guy to the, the side with the tie is like her like assistant guy. And then the guy okay. to the other side making a clearly evil pose and face is evil. Okay, interesting. So that's my prediction. I bet he's going to try and like steal the dog. I bet the dog is like worth a lot of money. And then like... Kurt Cameron's going to get, like, framed for his stolenness, and then that's the courtroom aspect, but then Good will always win out, and then he, like, adopts a dog, and then the eel guy goes to jail, and the assistant makes bad jokes. Okay. So that's my prediction. (laughs) Okay. So I remember, this is not a beloved decom in my memory. This is not one of the films. It's not beloved memory in the internet either. Okay. Yeah, that, that seems to be my vibe as well. I don't really see people talking about it. It's not on, like, 
BuzzFeed lists or like whatever. But there are a couple scenes I recall like that were funny. There's um I'm not gonna spoil them, but there's definitely some stand up moments I'll probably point out during the watching. Even though it's pro- iconic, it's probably a bit strong for what I feel. Like those things are just like memorable. <laughs> but that feels weird. Well, if I just shout out memorable <laughs> during the pod, that's kind of a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> during the film, oh, that like like is worth recalling. Yeah, but I definitely think uh, like just kind of like a, a farcical, like kind of wacky. Yuki Dog is actually a film I remember kind of being of a type with a lot of other kids' movies. Yeah. Of the era. Like, it kind of felt like in a different world, it was just going to be a theatrical release, and then it somehow became the second DCOM. Oh, that would make sense. And that kind of makes sense why there's not, like, children as the mains, which is such a common thing with, like, so many DCOMs. It's always about, like, kids in, like, middle school or high school or whatever, like, played by people actually those ages. And, like, there's, like, a gang of them. (laughs) A gaggle of of youths. (laughs) I love your use of the term gang. (laughs) I like I that it implies criminal activity, which they're often often doing. Yeah. I guess those kids... Are, I guess decom children often are a gang. Yeah, but, they're like a group. But a, that's a, not exactly what I was referring to. But yes. <laughs> what is that movie about the kid who like... Oh, like Blank Check? Are you familiar with Blank Check or any of these I have things? no idea what you're talking about. There's like a whole set of like kids film of this like 90s children's films of this era mm-hmm. that involved like kids and money and i feel like this was kind of a, a piece with them isn't there that weird one called like milk stoppers or whatever i don't know and like the girl right internet tell us about this and like the girl little girl of rights or little boy of like writes something on the lady's like body <laughs> about oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about for his dad or her dad <laughs> or whatever it's like milk something and people are like, that was kind of weird in hindsight. I believe you. That sounds like a thing. <laughs> I don't know what thing. I And I am I think I'm glad I don't know it. <laughs> I don't know it that well either. But it's like, I remember that like one scene. And I don't remember that well, obviously. But it's a milk something. Okay. If you're out there. <laughs> so, uh, what is your anticipated guest ranking based off the absolute nothing you have? Except for what I just told you and what you know. I'm going to be real here. I'm going to be real. A six. Okay, that's. A, I mean, I thought you were gonna go lower. Five. I don't know. I, I don't want to be say too, five. And I don't want to be too mean here, cause like I love decoms and I love their che- well, one would hope. Um, and I love their cheesiness, but I'll be real with you. Seeing it from the perspective of like fellow kids <laughs> really <laughs> adds like the thing, cause you like, cause you feel like bonded to them and you want to sure. see them successful. Sure. Also, Kurt Cameron as a person kind of sucks. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to root for him. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. This was before we knew what we know about him. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, here's the thing. Before I always, he made that Christmas movie. I love a good pet. Uh, I do. I love dogs. I remember the dog being prominent in this film. Very prominent. And so... Well, I as a buddy's film apologist, I'm sure that will really, like, uh, yeah. help me out. Like, in my... Ma- Mine, this film's like a six. It might be a six five just because of dog action. That's fair. That's fair. So we'll see how it goes. So now we're going to jump back in time to June of 1998 when, you know, for example, the movie Mulan had just come out. And we're going to watch the film the You Lucky Dog. boy is mine. That was also uh, a hit song at the time. Well, it was number one, I believe, in the had US. About enough, had about enough. I'm she said sing- she wasn't going to sing on this podcast. Uh, I but know. I'm leaving all of this I'm, <laughs> I'm singing the Glee version. We opened the podcast on you singing on our intro episode. I know. 
It's like I have a sound. <sighs> Absolute growth. No, I don't like. <sighs> <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> I just want to move on from this. But yes, that's the thought. So, so we're gonna go. So watch the film, which you, if you haven't watched it, feel free to pause this podcast. Pause this podcast as long as you come back <laughs> and watch it. Uh, it will be Raised available on Raised Disney Plus. Raised by Stars on iTunes. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> stop in the middle right now in this podcast. <laughs> pause the podcast. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and then hit play. And right. but yes, like you're saying, it's available on Disney Plus. Okay, we'll be back soon. We out. We out? <laughs> we back. That was so bad. That was so bad. What? That was, Matthew, shut up. Like, you weren't calling it bad with me when we were watching it. That was, oh my gosh. That wonderful movie about <laughs> just embracing life. And <laughs> every That's moment. It. Of every day. <laughs> I don't know where that mo- random moral came from. It's like, was Jack not enjoying life? Okay, audience, as you can tell, I was not a fan of that that film, that a thing. Up. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. <laughs> I have no other commentary. That's all I'm going to say. This is going to be a short thing because all I'm going to say is it was bad. That's it. That's the podcast. Bam. Okay. Let's get into it. You didn't like it. That's fair. You didn't like it either. I don't know where you're like. <laughs> What? That film about... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't do this. No, it was bad. Um, there were parts that were okay for me, but like generally, it's bad. What was your big problem with the film? Oh, I... <laughs> what was your biggest problem with the film? I, I, I no, I, I'm going to say, I have one really big problem that kept appearing throughout the film. It's yeah. the scenes where he acts like a dog. The memorable scenes? Oh my gosh. They were... <sighs> You'll remember those forever. Kirk Cameron ate a couch. (laughs) (laughs) They were, when the raids were like leaving the house after witnessing that, I was like, God, I wish that was me. (laughs) They were not good. They were just, they were terrible. They were, they were terrible. And they're so long. And they're so long. They're so, that's the thing. They're like, they're like, I genuinely think they're all put like going past three minutes. If it was 15 seconds of him acting like the dog and then cutting away, you're like, oh, it's a physical comedy bit. It's like, but okay, they, fine, whatever. Everything in this film was, was so long. I think they thought it was funny, and that's sad because yeah. it wasn't. They were letting it carry the movie, and it's like, okay, we get it. He's acting like a dog. And like, if there had just been the one long initial scene, and then they'd gone back to it being like, hey, he's still doing it again. But no, they kept doing extended sequences. <sighs> so like, this is the bit. This is our joke. We have a joke. It, it was not. And it wasn't funny. Um, Kirk Cameron can't act. That's another good commentary. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't. <laughs> he was being outacted by a dog. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I love Growing Pains, and I remember him being good on that. Now, maybe I haven't seen that show in a long time, but that was not good. That was He was bad. <laughs> that's really he was bad. getting outacted by a dog on a regular basis. That is 100% true. Yeah. Like, that sounds in like fact, a... Like a this but like it's genuinely and it it is (laughs) but it's genuinely true let's jump into that right now Uh, many characters are getting outacted (laughs) by dog i mean so all three of the main villains were the only people that weren't getting outacted by the dog was the lawyer lady uncle phil and the old guy who died like 15 minutes into the movie you guys had three kids okay let's do a and one of those scenes was just footage from another scene that's true (laughs) yeah 
had three scenes, but one of them was the same scene again. Okay, I'll do a rough outline of the film. Um, basically, what happens in this film is there's a guy. It tells you right from the beginning. He's a dog psychic. <laughs> okay, actually, totally I have something legit. I have to say again. We're going to put a pause on the... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so imagine... The movie really peaked at the beginning. Um, so you were we laughing so hard. I was. Um, so it starts immediately. It's Kirk Cameron and some dog, and they are best buds. And it's playing this song that sounds like a ripoff version song of that one song from Toy Story. Yeah, the Toy Story song. Yeah, yeah it sounds like that song. Right. Was it that song? No, I don't think so. Okay, it sounds just like that song. So just imagine it's the Toy Story song. Just over. That song was called. T- this song was called Togetherness. <laughs> it's an original for this film. <laughs> oh, well, I know where they right. got their inspiration from. To, did you like that song? I mean, I... Because I want you to tell you something right now, live on air, that you don't know. That song and this movie were Emmy-nominated. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to make that face out loud for the... She is <laughs> shocked into silence. That's right. Uh, they were nominated for a primetime Emmy for the original song Togetherness. I'm showing you Wikipedia as a source. <laughs> There's just no words. <laughs> Emmy nominated You Lucky Don. <laughs> huh? Where is the Emmy? <laughs> well, I guess pickings were slim that year. Okay, so we opened there. Okay, we opened that over many photos of him <laughs> with his dog. He's a dog psychic. He's a dog psychic. Wild. Um, I really did not know what the plot of this film was going to be. I w- wish I hadn't seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so but let's go into the recap now. I just want to say the opening is very startling that's what i'll say right just jump into bad. here's this character he's best friends with the dog oh him and the dog are actually psychic best friends it's here's multiple ev- newspaper evidence as total proof of this fact so you now accept it was a jarring opening <laughs> and the font was so bad they had terrible font it's like this weird roundish yellow font like was comic sans too respectable so the rough outline of what happens in this movie is yes there's this guy he's a dog psychic but then when we cut to him He's not actually a dog psychic anymore. He can't talk to dogs. He's, he lost it. He's defrauding clients. An old guy comes in. He actually can talk to this dog. That's Lucky, the titular Lucky of you, Lucky Dog. And then the old man dies. Rip. He leaves all the money, his $64 million. They very specifically highlighted $64 million for some reason. <laughs> he leaves it to the dog. Our boy Jack Morgan, I believe was his yes, name. Yes, that is his name. Because I remember from the iconic line, have you ever seen Jack Morgan <laughs> act like a dog? Uh, Jack Morgan is the trustee of the trust that the dog's money was left to. And uh, the old man, we don't, do we know his name? Mr. Windsor. Yeah. Mr. So Windsor there, had So in the one good scene in this film, the lawyer lady, one of the, la- one of the, pe- one of the four people that can act, including the dog, is talking to the three future bad guys of the film. And basically, Mr. Windsor was dragging his niece, niece and nephews in this well. He's like, to my idiot nephew. Yeah, he goes in. Yeah. And honestly, fair well, enough. While not giving the money. Well, he gives one of them a, a chair. He gives one them, of them a chair. A mirror, and one, one of them nothing. And it's like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. I mean, they are the worst. But here's the thing. And so then they want the money. They end up suing. Since Jack can be psychic with the dog, he keeps turning into the dog. He merges with the dog and then 
Kirk Cameron acts like a dog for like five whole minutes and you just have to watch it all and sometimes cut to people being like bewildered and it's never long enough. <laughs> the niece and nephews are trying to kill Lucky for a while and then eventually they decide we'll just do a lawsuit instead since that didn't work and they have to There's prove a... that he's crazy and he acts like a dog so he'd be crazy. And they somehow no. lose this court case. <laughs> Real bad. But this is the thing. So there's, it's a small cast. I mean, if you had a guy pretending to be a dog talking to you about how you're wasting your life, what would you choose to vote for? I would always choose for the dog. Fair enough. I mean, since the dog was on John Jack Morgan's side, I'm on John Jack Morgan's side. John? His real name's John Morgan, but he goes by Jack. You should cut this bit. (laughs) I'm not joking. What? That's that was the that's the, that's the actual character's name. He's John Morgan in the film. You're he goes by Jack. Me. Do I need to show you? I do not believe you. This is. I'm going live right now. We're going live to Wikipedia. <laughs> Cast you lucky dog, Kirk Cameron, John Jack Morgan. No, oh, this is such a bad movie. Why do you really hate this name so much? I I just. It's not the name, but like, why even just have just have his name be Jack? Should have had to be Jack Daniels. Okay, at least then we'd have an excuse to drink during this film, which might make it tolerable. Okay, so there's so much to discuss. Oh, the other character we should talk about in the outline is there's a driver. It's yes. Uncle Phil. Uh, I don't know that character's name. It's like he's just Uncle Phil in my notes. <laughs> right, he's just Uncle Phil. And Uncle Phil is the driver, and he's super chill, and for some reason, he likes He Jack warms up to this weirdly quickly. Like, he has some few bewil- Like, he's weirded out at first, and then, like, the next scene, he's like, guess we're going to the mall in another very long scene. And then the scene before that was also long of him acting like a dog, and it's like, just drive. And then he's like, guess we're going to go to the mall. And he's just weirdly chill about it all. Like, he made some, like, side-eye faces sometimes yes. but it didn't feel like enough early in the film his name was calvin early in the film calvin gave a lot of side eye but then eventually he just decided this was all charming and it turned into a weird bemil- like bewildered but still loving smiles and it's like no real question here uh we like mr windsor that's the old guy who died yeah. but why didn't he just let the very nice driver be Let's the one be who watches here. over lucky instead of that random guy he met once and he's like, oh, well, you and Lucky had, like, a great bond in that, like, 30 seconds they hung out. And it's like, okay, fine. And he's, like, a, a dog psychic. So, like. I guess. I guess. But, like, he gets, your driver gets nothing. That's, it's really just a, like, a showing of elitism. Okay. So, we talked about this. You've talked about this a bit. A lot of characters are getting outacted by a dog here. Which of the characters we just mentioned are above the dog line? Because I feel like the dog is a very low bar. Like, the dog's adorable. The dog's great. The dog did nothing wrong. It's not the but dog's it's fault. it's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog, though. Okay. Lawyer. That one scene where she's dragging them. Which lawyer? The w- There's two lawyers. Oh. Jack's lawyer or Jack's the lawyer. Allison. Lawyer. I think the both lawyers. Uh, I think the villain's lawyer is really chewing the scenery. He is, when he but gave I that wasn't line, enjoying have it. Have you ever seen Jack Morgan <laughs> act like a dog in the most serious voice you've ever heard in your life? It was incredible. I was... I did make a note of, I did like have that in my notes, that line, because I'm like, wow. Um, I can respect what he's doing. It just didn't personally work for me. Okay. I would put both lawyers above the dog line. Okay. I only have three above the dog line. 
Allison, Uncle Phil, Slayer. old lady. Old man. Sorry, it's not only. Yes, the old man who dies and is in two scenes. Yeah, three scenes. Kind of. We'll, we'll get into that little... Actually, let's do it now. Okay, so I totally guessed from the beginning that the three relatives killed the old guy. Right. And then it's, like, revealed Lucky, like, blames himself because they died on, like, a walk in, like, the rain. And, like, Lucky right. wanted him to walk. And, it's and like, Kurt Cameron's like, you can't blame yourself for that. He was old. And it's like, fair enough. But I'm like, oh. And then it's, like, so obvious they killed him. And then later it's revealed that slightly before the scene we already saw of him being like, okay, let's go on a walk. One of the three guys just poison put poison right one of the nephews poisoned the old man like literally a ball that's poison show the scene and then they show the old man walking in to begin the scene you saw before way back at the and beginning you're like, of the movie oh and okay like, oh, okay and I then mean, they showed the entire rest of the scene again including when he falls literally the whole scene including going outside him walking the dog him it's falling. like no we got and it and then they cut it at the exact same part <laughs> you got, you gain nothing so they just gave you the extra seven seconds at the beginning and then <laughs> just repeated a whole scene as if they were filling time i really think I they, they were. were because they kept filling time with kirk cameron acting like a dog <laughs> we're not gonna get past this you could probably just never stop listening to our podcast but Maybe like just realize we're just gonna keep bringing that up because there's it's kind of there's hard not to a go lot past. else to say. It was a mistake. It like was a film, decision, yeah. But especially just leaning into that over and over and over again for extended sequences. I would have to agree. Is there any? Do you have any other big objections to the film? That court scene was bad. <laughs> Let's talk. You about don't that. like the court? I thought the court scene was like kind. Uh, like I mean, obviously it's like nothing to do with an actual court, <laughs> but like I thought it had a certain. Just it was like Flair? so stupid, and I know it's a film it, about like a guy getting possessed <laughs> by a dog. So yeah, yeah. I was already I was like I do think it was like one of the best scenes of the film, but like I don't know that's not yeah that's my point. It was lot. the best scene of the film. My bar had been significantly lowered, and it leapt over it. Well, it leapt. It, it <laughs> got over it. It stepped over it. Okay, um, <laughs> I totally get it. I just the lawyer's whole schnick stick wasn't working for me personally though the villainous I, lawyer who's basically sneering like i'm evil and want money uh-huh it wasn't personally working for me though i respect he knew what film he was in that's right he knew i don't know if the others did like they're acting a lot but like yeah, uncle phil had to know he was there for too much of it no he knew um there's a scene where it's like so in one of the earlier scenes after kurt Cameron went to the mall and bought all stuff for his dog um, one of the the female relative came, and then the dog didn't like her, and so he bit her. But like as her Cameron, and so her skirt teared. Sucks. Later in the court, she will show her still ripped skirt, and She's this is wearing evidence. It as if What's you just one? wear evidence in the court. But two, there's like, oh, they did it. And it's like, listen, Allison, girl, just say you have literally no proof of that. <laughs> Anyone you could have just ripped that. You right. could have ripped it, like, literally while you're sitting down over there. Yeah. You were like, Allison's better. Like, the acting's fine, but, like, her lawyering's real bad. She oh, no, she sucks. A million things she needs to object to. He, like, after the iconic line, have you seen Jack Morgan act like a dog? He's like, Uncle Phil's like, well, actually, I have. A, I have, like, d- details. And he he's like, I have so much to say on that. And the lawyer's like, details please and it's like allison just say he didn't say he had so much to say that he was just he's like i have seen him and he's like doesn't want to talk about it and then the guy's just like details 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 and then she's like doesn't object i guess he just told them details 
Uh, Girl. I mean, yeah, we're okay. not. This is not a film where we need to go line by line talking about how each thing is stupid because it's. No, it's I all have rough. one big thing I want to say in the courtroom scene. So Jack needs to prove his innocence. Oh, yeah. And oh, also yeah. that he actually can. Yeah, we should talk about this. <laughs> murder the dog. It's the real standout for me. Oh, yeah. Your face is so funny. It's uh, the real standout scene for me. It's real bad. Um, so to do this, he's like, okay, I'm going to murder the dog in front of everybody. Let me prove I'm not crazy by doing the exact thing everyone accused me of. Okay. Next so level begging. <laughs> we shall get on his level. That's right. Okay. So he's doing this. He's merged with the dog. And he kind of proves, like, he he turns around in dog form. And then the dog will, like, look at something. And then he'll be like, that's whatever. And it's like, okay, well, how would he know that anyways? Right. They prove the psychic link. Okay. So then... <laughs> In a bewildering scene, <laughs> he turns to the jury, and then Kirk. Okay, yes, Kirk Cameron as John Jack Morgan turns to the jury as talking a dog. As Lucky, he's still connected with Lucky, and now he's talking as Lucky. Lucky is talking to the jury through Kirk Cameron about life <laughs> and yeah, the shortness starts, of it all. He just starts literally waxing philosophical. The dog. About the importance of embracing every day. He's about like, can opening <laughs> sounds. That's a line in there. <laughs> Not getting hit by buses, which Kirk, like I would recommend. And Kirk Cameron's doing this. He has this weird, weird voice he does when he's being the dog, where I guess it's like his dog voice. And so he's doing it in that weird voice, but he's like giving this. I guess you'd say it's the moral of the film. They I kind of just stated out loud, which is like <laughs> live every day to the fullest, but. And Lucky's like, well, the life Oof. as short as mine. And it's like, I get it. It's a dog. So its life isn't as long as ours. But like pretty long, like in all considerance. And it's all so weird. And it's like they were implying Jack wasn't living his life to the fullest. And I'm like, I guess a discounted dog therapist isn't the best life. But he didn't seem that discontent with it. Yeah, I mean, sure, he, he just was, sucked. Yeah, he just... Was a former dog psychic who wasn't a dog psychic anymore. And like, yeah, but I don't know if he was like discontent with life. He just wishes he could talk to dogs again. I mean, he doesn't though because it went badly for him. Yeah. That's the other weird thing. This dude has this, it's all centered around this like power he has to talk to dogs, which he based his whole career off and his fame off of. But then he actively doesn't like his own power. At the beginning, when him and Lucky are having, like, a psychic thing, like, they're starting their thing, he, like, has him leave early, and then he just tells the old guy some things, like, oh, there's three forces, I wonder who those are, in the house who he doesn't like, and it's like, fine. And then he's talking to his secretary lady, and he's like, man, it was almost like I was getting the powers again, and she's like, expositionally, like, oh, you haven't had that since you were 14, like, okay. And then when he goes there to the house with and gets the dog and is having psychic moments with the dog, he, like, fights it. He keeps acting like he doesn't know what's happening. And it's like, you've already been psychic with a dog before. Why, first of all, why do you dislike it if you're so discredited and you got your, like, company thrown out? Because some guy's like, he was just sleeping and not talking to my dog at all. And exactly. it's like... But he also seems confused. He's like, oh, what is this? Like, wouldn't you recognize the signs? Like, sure, it only happened one time, but I feel like you would remember it or like the signs. I don't know. It was it was bad. It's really bizarre. So in addition to bizarre 
dog talking directly to the audience courtroom scenes. What? Uh, I oh, okay. Wait, dragging? can I say something? Yes. I I truly <laughs> listen. We said it's really bad, and I'm sure you can tell from us saying Kurt Cameron as a dog talks to the odd talks to the jury and audience about living your day to the fullest. A message that was not set up in the film. I. <laughs> you could probably hear that and be like. Yeah, that sounds bad, but I can't, unless you've seen it and also sat through the rest of the film to get here, I don't think you can really understand how random and bad it is. Exactly, exactly. Yes, it comes out of nowhere. In a film that's really kind of nonsensical and random, this felt particularly out of place. It felt out of place. How do you do that in a film that has no through element, has no driving plot? When one of the relatives is being stupid and like forgot to put like a thing in the camera to make it record, I'm like, that's dumb, but like it fits within the world. This is just, it's like nothing. And when did this dog get wise? All he wanted to do was bury bones. That was his only motivation. When did he become like a a philosopher? Okay. So we've been dragging Kirk Cameron for legitimate reasons, but he's not the only person who's got has a lot of screen time and can't act. And I think the height of this for the nieces and nephews who are a problem is an extended It's uh, so long. Home invasion scene. Here's the thing about this. It's like it's two different two long scenes cuz it it like breaks in the middle then continues, but it's like in a different energy. Both scenes far too long. Yeah. So this scene is, is basically the, the niece the niece and the two nephews have broken into the house. They're trying to tranquilize Murder Lucky. the dog. Yeah, Kay. they're gonna kidnap the dog so they can murder the dog. And you have just these interminable sequ- interminable <laughs> sequences of them bad sequences. Walking around with tranquilizer guns in the dark, basically shooting each other trying to be stealthy but like each one of them shoots each other to the point where it's like why are you keep shooting if all you do is shoot it's not your funny. relatives <laughs> it's not funny it goes on forever there's a incredibly discordant <laughs> musical track that's way actually louder than the rest of the audio in this movie it's uh, so loud and it's like for no reason and it does not fill the scene it's like yeah I it's guess, a stealth scene yeah. but they like it's like and i get it's supposed to be somewhat comedic the scene but if you want to go for that just play yakety sex just commit but it's like it's weirdly it's like i think it's also kind of sneaking music it's both sneaky and comedy music and just like the scene it did not work i feel like if that scene was played on 3x speed with yakety sex playing it would not be good but it would have been three times faster (laughs) i was gonna say and that would have made it better for me yeah it would have been faster so better during this scene i was thinking i'm like this is like a bad pink panther episode okay yeah it's like they're sneaking around the music was vaguely that-esque except worse and I i'm just like what they were going for yeah like comedy sneaking and it was like so long and here's the thing it they like they all shoot each other and then they break and like the scene has like Kurt go to Uncle Phil and be like, okay, there's people here. So that's like the break of like the first half of that scene. And then the ca- they continue. There's a scene where Kurt Cameron as a dog scares these people away just by like going on weapons. all fours. They have tranquilizer weapons and, like, and him and the dog scare them away. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, I couldn't see them later to the cops. 
wild. He literally could see them, but like, and then they fall in pool, and it's so bad. That's my big commentary. Uh, Remember when we said this is gonna get a six out of ten? Um, oh yeah. Do we? I mean, do we just want to go into it? What would you rate this movie out of ten? <sighs> I mean, we laughed at it's, times. It's like the more I think about, the more I dislike it. Like as I was watching it, I'm like, this is like a three out of ten. I'm gonna reel with you. But like as I'm talking about it, I'm like. Maybe three is too high. <laughs> well, I'll say our indispensable researcher. Uh, she was so into it. It was really embarrassing. Laughed a lot. She was so emotional. And she was like. Got emotionally oh. affected by Lucky being sad about the old man dying. Well, to be fair, she times. was sad about the two the two of the good actors in the film. I mean, to be fair, uh, the dog's emotions about the old man is the only emotional beating heart of this film. There's nothing else going on. Except <laughs> like. Uh, Kirk Cameron's really interested that Kirk in the lawyer. Oh yeah, uh, Kirk but Cameron's hitting on his lawyer the whole time, which is just she's not discouraging this at all. She's a really bad lawyer. She's like a worse lawyer. She is really bad. Um, she has like a daughter who's in like two scenes, and like who cares? Like the daughter gets an arc because she got a dog. Though Kirk Cameron does try to go all Jerry Maguire and uh, get the kid to like him to get. The I girl. literally, I I literally was like, wow, this is like. Well, I think I, I didn't say Jerry Maguire, but I was like... You said Eddie Maguire. I wasn't <laughs> going to bring it up on the pod, but now you did. <laughs> Eddie Maguire. We didn't talk about that. Uh, um, tease for Eddie's million dollar... Dollar cookout. Is it, isn't it? it cook-off? Oh, probably. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fake fan. What? I actually... I haven't seen the film. Okay, that's fine. I just know what you're talking about. That's a decom, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's how I knew what so we're gonna have to see that in the future. What you're talking about, vacant. a better film than this, I'm almost sure. <laughs> It'll be hard to not be. You know, here's the thing: when we watched the movie, the other movie under wraps, it was like, oh, okay, it's like charming in itself. It's like not like a great film necessarily, but it's like charming and it's like very decom esque. Sure. This was so weird, and it also didn't really feel like a decom. Maybe it's because it focused on like adults, yes, and stuff instead of like teens right so that's what i'm saying this has none of the kind of characteristics of a decom that really make us into the decom energy like it's kind of it a wasn't weird very cheesy like in a good way sure i mean i guess you would say the cheesiest scene in it is when the dog talks to the audience which, which is maybe why it really spoke to us <laughs> i mean in a bad terrible way but at least it was like more uh, yeah in our wheelhouse. i agree with what you're saying like that's like a decom scene except it'd be like a best friend talking to another best friend it's like you're not living your life enough and then she's like well neither are you and then they both drag each other and you're like are you best friends but yeah this is like a movie that was happening anyways and then Kirk Cameron was like, hey, let's do this as a Disney Channel movie. Maybe because they couldn't get it made as a theatrical movie. And they just... I don't know. The 90s had a lot of bad theatrical movies. Yeah, but otherwise, like, why does it exist? I, I still ask, why does this exist? Yeah. And then, let's, I'm, my, for the final part of this review, I'm going to talk about the ending scene. So they won the court Oh, yeah. Case. They, they won the court case because... Because oh, we, we thought... Okay, no. Oh, right. Actually, the dog remembers the murder. Yeah. Uh, in that, the the reuse scene. Kirk Cameron wakes up from being the dog accuses him of it the guy decides <laughs> to pull out a gun to pull out a gun in the middle of a courtroom he literally has his only evidence is a dog's memory of the events as what he is claiming he harnessed and he's like well i'm beat let me pull out a gun and prove my guiltiness they try to run away uh lucky stops them almost gets shot apparently <laughs> but is actually fine it just lightly grazed his ear <laughs> r.i.p lucky's earpiece uh that's the be emotional beating heart of this film for me. Uh, 
And then, yes, it cuts to a scene of at the end that you want to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so we go to the big house, which, to be fair, this film is a sick house. Like, I'd want to live there, too. It was really cool. Even after the dogging? Hell yeah. Oh, I'm going to give a compliment to this film, which I'm sure you were all expecting. Here there- we go. Range. <laughs> Layers. So in after they dogify the house, because the house has full control over the owner of it, they... In the thing, you know how like rich people have like heads of animals. They had yes. that, but it was stuffed animals. I thought that was so cute and that like a, a good, good little bit because they only focus on it once, but it continues throughout the film. That is a good bit. Okay, that's the good part. <laughs> that's, that's the good part. There's a single shot that they <laughs> leave in the background later on. Oh, there's another fo- scene I want to talk about. Never. I'll talk about that in a second. Never mind. I have so much to say, actually. So, anyways, the ended scene, the lady is, like, walking into the house. The attorney? The attorney. Yeah. And, like, her daughter is there for some reason because Kirk Cameron got her the dog she wanted. Uncle Phil is also there. And they also bought, like, every other dog. They bought Including Lucky's hoe. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we should talk about this. So, Lucky goes to the mall at one point on a shopping spree. And he goes to the pet shop and he sees this other dog and he likes this female dog that's and the scene <laughs> later they buy this dog and there's weird ethical implications here like i don't really know how much we want to go into this but like he bought his girlfriend and their dog was fine i don't want that's not why i care so all the dogs are there including lucky's lady and it's filled with dog stuff, whatever. So they have, like, they cut to the, like, smiles of the cast there, and they look so pained. It was definitely the scene where they told you, okay, now laugh because you're happy. <laughs> and that was all the direction they got, and it was forced. It was really bad because none of those people look happy, and then they play the song from the beginning that they, <laughs> like, whammed you with, and then it's, like, Kirk Cameron and the dog are just hanging out, smiling very big, and it's like really bad and they end the film on that it's like well i guess they really captured the energy of it all i wish they had at least if they're gonna play that song to end the film at least they had we at least like committed fully to the bit and shown like postcards of yeah I jack been, and the dog traveling the world or anything just anything i would have been fine with that i guess like you know as much as i can be there's another quick scene in the movie I want to talk about. So it's after they dogify the house. Like the okay. dog's just walking throughout the house. I don't have much to say on the scene. Like it's like whatever. But a weird thing happened in it where they kept like pausing the video. Oh, they were freeze framing? Yeah. Freeze framing. But it was just like they freeze frame on like a toy or like some shoes. Right. I I guess they thought like, we thought this was cool. So it was like they like they were like panning around and they just like freeze like, on. They hold I'm on. I'm not a dog. I don't find that that cool. Honestly, like I I found the actual visual effect like like it hurt my head. It looked really bad. It, it looked, looked bad. It looked. It yeah. looked like someone dropped the film at that it looked part a little out of and focus. it broke a little like, bit. Like there's something weird about like the visual effect of it, but like because it like fell into it was unpleasant frame. to view. Yeah, it, it's and like it, also it kind of fell into freeze purpose. frame. It was really weird, but that's like all I want to talk about. The scene, like, but it was like a random bit of cinematography. Like, otherwise, that film has like very has no particular editing effects. Like, you didn't notice any of that. And then this one scene, they're like, we're just gonna do a bunch of like stills in the middle of the shot. It was certainly a decision. I guess you can say that about like the whole film. Yes, all of this film was a poor decision. A, ba- a series of bad a, decisions. A bold decision. If anyone calls something like a bold decision, they mean it's bad, but they really did. They had an idea there. A series of unfortunate decisions. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, final thoughts on this film. Um, I feel my big thoughts are pretty clear throughout this little podcast. You're a big fan. So bad. Like, like I'm seriously going to give it like a 2 out of 10. I feel like I gave nothing from this experience. All I got was a cute dog, one visual gag I liked, and some people I think could act, um, but weren't given a lot, minus Uncle Phil's side eye. I And that was not a lot of the film. It was mostly Kirk Cameron acting like a dog. And unless you've actually rough. seen him act like a dog, I don't think you understand just how bad it is. And it's so long. Every scene of him as a dog is so long. Like, I keep repeating this, but it's just, it's just that's just how painful it is. They could have cut this 90-minute film down to a 60-minute film. They really could have. Just cutting almost the scenes of him acting like a dog and a couple other things, and it'd still be too long. (laughs) (laughs) The whole film is just not... Like, maybe there's, like, a not great, but, like, kind of snapping movie, like, like we said, kind of courtroom legal drama-ish thing. They should have social networked it. I guess, I mean, that film hadn't come out yet. Oh, yeah, you want a script doctor, you lucky dog, like to a nice extent because like it's not it's it's so far from saving but your basic premise is just have it be a courtroom film more because that's the only scenes with any like energy do you literally want to social network it like depositions and stuff like it's all told through like memories and depositions i want to see where kirk cameron's like talking to his lawyer and he's like i brought lucky into that business because he is my best friend and then they're like your best friend is suing you (laughs) for 10 million dollars but it's a dog if you were supposed to inherit Mr. Windsor's money, you would have inherited Mr. <laughs> Windsor's money? Yeah, I don't know. That would have been a better line than anything. Uh, so <laughs> I think this is a, a good decision. I'm going to give this one like a... Three feels too high. I was going to say three, and I'm like, ah, do I want to like live it myself? To, like, Literally. Like, while I was watching the movie, I was like, three. I'm like, I gave it a six. Yikes. Um... But, like, as I'm talking about it, I'd be like, I gained nothing from this. Like, literally I was, I was nothing. I was to think this film wasn't that bad. Remember at the beginning, I was like, I, was like, I, I kind of like the memory of this film was kind of that bad. But it's, like, probably going to have a little, like, dog action. The dog was there's fine. But there not, actually enough dogs. Yeah, I was literally about to say. More there's dog. not enough shots of the dog. Like, that one scene where he's, like, enjoying his room with the weird freeze frames. I was like, okay, fine. We're just going to focus on this dog and not have to worry about plot. But they kept cutting to his stuff. And I'm like, no, just show me the dog. So, I'm going to give it... I think this is going to be the... My feeling after watching this now is that this is going to be the worst decom. Because um, at a certain point, they just figure out a certain way they do decoms. Yeah. And so, look, I just don't think they're going to get to this kind of low. Yeah. But there might I, be some... Bad ones. Um, my thing about it is I feel like we're just going to be ranking it. If like we're going to give it... A, if we don't like a decom or whatever, and we want to give it a little rating, we're like, but is it as bad as you lucky dog, though? Right. And I just want to give myself some range on the ranking scale. So if I give it like a three, that means I'm basically only working with a four and up from here on out. And that just feels not correct. So I'm I'm literally giving it a two. (laughs) I'm going to give it a two five. I think I mean, I liked it a little more than you. Uh, Not really. (laughs) I mean, not not. (laughs) Uh, But there was like scenes I laughed at. Like it wasn't the worst way I've spent. (laughs) You're, You're like it. It's not literally the worst film I've ever seen in my life, I guess. Um, So I guess we weren't lucky dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So in each episode, we like to talk about the further successes of uh, the stars of the DCOMs. And I mean, here, I think the 
obvious person to talk about is Kirk Cameron. Who we've just called by his name instead of Jack Morgan. Most of the time. Well, my the iconic line. Have you seen <laughs> Jack, Jack Morgan, Morgan act like, like a, a dog? dog? I feel like that has a certain... Like, we say, like, there's nothing... We got nothing for this film, but I think we got one thing for this film. You're right. We got one line. That was half of the two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a whole one of the two. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kirk Cameron, uh, before this film, actually, was famous for being on... Uh, to me, most famous for being Mike Seaver on Growing Pains. Uh, Growing Pains was a show I loved. He actually, on that, met a young actress named Chelsea Noble. She played the lawyer Allison in this film that we talked about that he was constantly hitting on. Um, and they fell in love and got married. I believe during the Growing Pains run. So they were married actually during this film. And since then, Kirk Cameron's uh, made some d- decisions that I find problematic. I think most people find problematic. Uh, but basically... That's the word for it, I would say. he. The only other thing he's known for acting-wise are his own films. Yes, they're, I guess we'll say, deeply Christian with extremely... Conservative viewpoints. Yes, about... Yes, very conservative cultural viewpoints that are at odds with almost all of society. And that's what he's been up to and his <laughs> wife. The Left Behind they franchise a lot and too. his Christmas movie. Yes, and they usually star in movies together because he, like, I think won't kiss any other actress, which is fine or whatever. But, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways. And that's what both of them were up to. So, anyways, that's as an actor we, we don't really care about. An actor we do care about. Anyways, as we mentioned, Uncle Phil and this is in. Uncle Phil is in this movie. Um, if you can't tell by the fact that we're just calling him Uncle Phil instead of, I've already forgotten his character's name. We've both seen and really liked Fresh Prince, re- loved Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's a great show. It's really funny, and he was really good in that role. That one scene where like Will is like, his dad leaves him again, and he's like hugging him, and he's like, oh, yeah. as we all, we like everyone here knows that scene, or if you don't, you don't know that scene that. <laughs> But a lot of you probably know that scene. Um, he was also in the Ninja Turtles as Shredder, which I've never personally seen, but like I know of, obviously. Nice. I love that show. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. The animated Teenage Ninja Turtles was like an iconic show of my youth. No, I know. Yeah. He was also in Aladdin as a the Aladdin series. But yeah, he was in a lot of other shows like Soul Food, The Division, and that 70s show. Um, but sadly, he passed away in 2013 at the age of 68 during an open-heart surgery. R.I.P. Uncle Phil. Legitimately. Like, legitimately. Like, I you said that too, like, sarcastic. No, I was being dead serious. Like, no, I, I know. That. It's just your voice. Yes, you always think I'm being sarcastic, even when I'm not. Um, but no, it's genuinely, it's really sad. But at least he touched a lot of people, and a lot of people still remember him and his performances today. Yeah, like, like. The thing about TV shows is, like, when you care about a TV show character, they'll be with you forever. And, like, Uncle Phil is with me forever. Yeah. And, like, there are lessons he taught me. Like, that sounds a little, like, sanctimonious or whatever, but it's, like, 100% true. No, yeah. And I think that was the point. And I think, like, having been moved by TV things, it's all people really, well, some people really just want from their television to have it, like, make an impact on people. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. So, another thing we could talk about... Instead of just how bad Kurt Cameron is. Yes. Let's talk about something we do like. So Legally Blonde is a great film and also involves courtroom drama. That's true. So the best scene in this film to us was the uh, courtroom scene, uh, jumping over that low bar. <laughs> and Minus that one part. There have been other courtroom comedies, uh, such as, you know, My Cousin Vinny or Liar Liar. 
And but the best one of those, I feel like, is almost certainly Legally Blonde. Oh, definitely. That's like a legitimately great film. It's a great film. I watched that all the time with my mom, um, especially when I was young, and like we'd be working on stuff. But I'm not gonna get into that too much. Anyways, the point is, I love Legally Blonde and have a lot of personal connection to it. And I feel it did the courtroom better. <laughs> I guess that's also not a high bar to get over, but I don't know. Sure. Um. I guess I just don't have that much to say. I'm just like, they did the courtroom stuff better. Like, the person who clearly did it went on the stand, didn't pull out a gun proving their guiltiness. Like, hello? Yes, from a legal standpoint, I think Legally Blonde was definitely uh, a better movie in terms of law and at least acting as if the law was real. So... After watching Lucky Dog, our big like takeaway yes. is to watch Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah, maybe watch Legally Blonde instead. Listen to this podcast. Still give us five stars. Rate us five stars. <laughs> uh, recommend it to a friend, and then watch Legally Blonde. And but I you think don't you had a successful day. If you haven't, if you've already watched, if you haven't already watched it, I wish we could have take back when we were like, and you can watch it, which we would highly recommend, and then you can all. Well, we said watch along with us. We meant besides this movie. <laughs> it turns out we didn't know that at the time. Sorry. That's a live podcasting. Okay. And with that recommendation, next episode, we'll be covering Brink. We're finally getting there. We're getting to the good decoms. We're getting to three iconic decoms in a row. Halloween Town is so close. Brink, Halloween Town, and Xenon. Right in a row. So for this episode, I've been your host, Matthew. And I've been your host, Mary. And we will leave you with a bit of advice from an actual lawyer who watched this film with us. Always tell your lawyer everything. Even if she's hot. We out. We out. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Jack Morgan like like a dog? dog. <laughs>